Hey everyone, I'm Jeff Zeleny, CNN Chief National Affairs Correspondent, in for David Chalian. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, June 14th. Former President Donald Trump is hoping to turn legal jeopardy into a political opportunity, as the courtroom now becomes a key part of the 2024 campaign. So Trump went from a federal courtroom to the campaign trail in a matter of hours after pleading not guilty to charges against him. He's facing the possibility of several years in prison if convicted for illegally keeping top-secret documents after he left the White House, allegedly showing them off to people who didn't have proper security clearance, and hiding them from investigators when they tried to get them back. But we're learning now it's very possible the trial won't start until after the 2024 election depending on how long the pretrial process takes. Now, Trump's team will have plenty of opportunities to try and drag things out, and that is already becoming clear. There are potential disputes over what type of evidence is put before a jury and whether any charges or the case should be thrown out altogether. So that means Trump is hoping to convince the court of public opinion to shine favorably on him before the legal system ever does. But last night, he spoke to a friendly crowd of supporters and high-dollar donors who were gathered at his resort in Bedminster, New Jersey where he falsely presented himself as a victim who did nothing wrong. Today we witness the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. This is called election interference. This day will go down in infamy. But it was so striking. Trump stood alone when he gave that speech. There was no Melania Trump, no Ivanka Trump. The solitude was unmistakable, particularly compared to eight years ago this week. Ladies and gentlemen... I am officially running for President of the United States. When he descended the escalator at Trump Tower and first jumped into the race in a speech that forever changed the Republican Party. And we are going to make our country great again. Back then, in June 2015, Trump was viewed as a presidential long shot and something of a sideshow. But now, after serving one term in office, he's currently leading the pack of Republican presidential candidates. A campaign source tells CNN that Trump raised just over $2 million last night, and the speech was not the only thing he spent time on. Inside the fundraiser and over a dinner, we are told that he spent considerable time talking to guests and donors about what they thought of the arraignment and his speech. Of course, another example of Trump seeking affirmation rather than focusing on the substance of his indictment. While many true loyalists to Trump said the arraignment and the speech reaffirmed their support for him, others were hoping that he would deliver a more forward-looking campaign speech, focusing on the matter at hand, Joe Biden, and winning back the White House. But now, of course, after going through several examples of this, the Trump campaign has a playbook, and they might need it again. Many advisors to the former president believe he will be indicted at least one more time, most likely in Georgia, for his effort to overturn the state's 2020 election results. For his part, Trump continues to make one false claim after another, clearly hoping to influence public opinion. So let's go through some of these statements with facts. Joe Biden had troves of classified documents from his time as vice president and even as a senator, which was completely and totally illegal. And Biden sent 1,850 boxes to the University of Delaware. He's repeated this false claim multiple times, when in fact, Biden legally donated those boxes filled with records from his 36 years as senator to the University of Delaware, 
Since they're Senate and not presidential records, he's allowed to do whatever he wants with them. Now, there's no current evidence to suggest any of those documents were actually classified. But there were classified documents found at his Delaware home, in the garage actually, and in his private office. So a special counsel is still looking into that. But there is a stark difference between the two cases. Biden and his team cooperated fully, while prosecutors allege Trump stonewalled them. Trump also claims the Presidential Records Act deems the documents he took were his property and that he had a right to keep them. Whatever documents the president decides to take with him, he has the right to do so. It's an absolute right. This is the law. But that's false. The law says they belong to the federal government the moment a president leaves office. Now, Trump also loves to compare his case to Hillary Clinton's classified document scandal back in 2016, when it was discovered during her presidential campaign that she had used a private email server to conduct some government business while she was secretary of state. Of course, we all remember near the end of that campaign, the FBI concluded she didn't act with criminal intent, while Trump was charged for allegedly breaking the law and obstructing his investigation. Today, he falsely claims political bias is why she wasn't indicted for how she handled classified information, and he was. But you'll remember when Trump was running against Clinton, he kept hammering home throughout the summer and fall how his administration would take mishandling of classified information seriously. One of the first things we must do is to enforce all classification rules and to enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified information. That was him just weeks before the 2016 election. But now fast forward to the 2024 campaign, he's accused of illegally retaining national defense information, some of which included the U.S. and foreign military and nuclear capabilities. Now, we could keep going on and on here, but I urge you to read my colleague Daniel Dale's piece on CNN.com that breaks down more of Trump's false claims. Through all of this, politicians are choosing to walk a narrow line on whether or not to comment on Trump's indictment. As Trump has done so many times before, he is going directly after the prosecutors, in this case, falsely painting special counsel Jack Smith as a Trump hater with a political agenda. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed Smith as special counsel after Trump announced he was running for president. Today, Garland spoke out for the first time on the case since the indictment. Mr. Smith is a veteran career prosecutor. He has assembled a group of experienced and talented prosecutors and agents who share his commitment to integrity and the rule of law. The White House has been staying quiet on Trump's indictment, especially President Joe Biden, and that is by design. Biden's advisors are all on the same page that any comment about the case risks providing Trump with grist to fuel his claims of political persecution. And Biden has told his team that Trump's own interference in the Justice Department matters is a reason he ran for president in the first place. First Lady Jill Biden is an exception, though, and we've been hearing from her this week. On Monday, she was in New York City for a fundraiser. Speaking without cameras in the room, she talked about a recent poll that a majority of Republican voters would support Trump, saying, quote, they don't care about the indictment, so that's a little shocking, I think. That's according to comments reported by the Associated Press and confirmed to CNN by someone who was there. For his part, Trump's former Vice President Mike Pence, who of course is also running in the GOP presidential race, struck a tone of support for his former boss last week. Here he was during a CNN town hall, ahead of the indictment. I would just hope that uh, there would be a way for them to move forward without the dramatic and drastic and divisive step of indicting a former president of the United States. 
But since then, he is sharpening his criticism, particularly after reading the indictment. On CNBC this morning, Pence pointed to the substance of the 37 charges. And look, I, I had a chance to review the indictment over the weekend. Uh, and this indictment contains serious charges. And I cannot defend what is alleged. Pence also pointed out both his son and son-in-law are in the military and thinks Trump's actions could have put them and other service members at risk. Creating an opportunity where highly sensitive classified material could have fallen into the wrong hands, even inadvertently, that, that jeopardizes our national security. It puts at risk the men and women of our armed forces. And as I said, I, I can't defend what is alleged, but uh, the former president has a right uh, to his day in court. But you can hear in that last remark that Pence is still trying to walk a careful line between courting Trump voters while not condoning Trump's actions. Meanwhile, fellow Republican candidate Nikki Haley seemed open to pardoning Trump on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. You know, when you look at a pardon, the issue is less about guilt and more about what's good for the country. And I think it would be terrible for the country to have a former president in prison for years because of a documents case. So I would be inclined in favor of a pardon. But this came after she criticized Trump for being reckless with national defense information. Today, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchison, who's also running for president, dismissed any such distinction. Here he is talking to our Christian Amanpour. You're running for president of the United States. You can't dangle a pardon out there to curry votes or to give the implication even before the jury does its work in determining guilt and innocence. That's not uh, the right use of it, but most importantly, don't talk about it now. Meanwhile, Trump's Republican allies in Congress are plotting a multi-pronged effort to attack the special counsel probe, from subpoenas to even blocking appointments to the Department of Justice. The bottom line to all of this, Trump and his loyal supporters are trying to spin this as a moment of strength. But if convicted, these charges face years of prison time, hardly the birthday present Trump would like as he turned 77 today facing two indictments and the prospect of more on the way. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.